With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I Psychic America. Hello, Psychic America. This is Tracy Brown coming to you today, August 16, 2014. How's everyone today? Um, what has been going on? I... I'm celebrating my birthday all weekend, last weekend, and then continued it on to Friday of yesterday because somebody owed me a birthday dinner, and I got my birthday dinner. Um, and as always, I've got my scrumptious little grandchild here, and he's a little quiet today, which is really odd for him. And daddy's not here, so I am, his daddy's coming, and then he and his daddy are, daddy's just in the restaurant. They're all going, what happened here? They're all going someplace, God knows where. What happened? Um, in any case, what happened? Um, in any case. We are, okay, so there's a couple of things that I guess I want to talk about, and when Malcolm, um, I see that Malcolm's on, and maybe he wants to discuss it too, because I'm a little clueless about this topic, but, you know, I'll wait to see what Malcolm has, and then we'll move forward. All right, guys, let's. Um, bring on Malcolm, the ordinary fourth political guy. Hi, Malcolm. Hey, what's up, Tracy? How you doing there? Oh, um, wait. Talk again, Malcolm. Hey, Tracy, how are you doing today? Can you hear me fine? I hear you fine, yes. Can you hear me? I do, but I hear you from my phone instead of my earpiece. So hold on. Oh. Oh. Okay, now I can hear you from my earpiece. How, how uh, are okay. you? I'm fabulous. How about yourself? You actually sound fabulous. Good. <laughs> so, um, you were saying that you're a little confused about some things that you want to talk about. What did you want to? What were you confused about? Um, the whole Ferguson thing. The who? The Ferguson, Ferguson, Missouri, I believe. Oh yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, that sucks, but I'm so confused, but. Malcolm, sometimes I get confused because I shut down. Like, whenever it's an African-American male, young, you know, in my son's age bracket, like, I kind of go the opposite. Like, I have a fighting nature, but 
there was plenty of times when I, I pull back and I disconnect. And so this kind of Trayvon Martin shit makes me disconnect. And so when I disconnect, I kind of can't feed off the media to figure out what the hell is going on. And there's been a lot of twists and turns I know in the past week. Do you know what's been going on? Yeah, there's been twists and turns, but it, it doesn't take away from the fact that uh, the officer chose to shoot this young man. Now, mind you, you know, I'm sure you heard that that a pictures and video came up that said that the the young man had did a strong arm robbery at the local uh, convenience store, right? But am I a little confused? Was that the same day? Was that was in the course of it, though, that, right? Well, I mean, there, there, there. I heard a report. I mean, and I listened to this very carefully. That mm-hmm. said, the officer was unaware that, you know, that he was looking that yeah. this had even even gone down. So, you know, so he just stopped these guys because they were, you know, according to the police, he stopped them because mm-hmm. they were walking down the middle of the street and were creating a hazard. Now. That doesn't make any sense to me, but then again, I've never walked down the middle of a street. I've crossed the street plenty of times, but I never just walked down the middle because his car is in the middle of the street, so I don't want to get hit. So that was his, that's what he said he stopped him for. I just don't understand how you go from that to shooting him. I mean, it's a a reach to me. Right. So what what did everyone else say? like the reason why the shooting occurred. Again, I'm really, really disconnected. I've only been getting fragments of it. Well, I mean, the officer said that he was in fear uh, and that he They're always felt that in fear. Force. They're always in fear. I, you know, that, you know, I'm sure you're aware, you know, remember the Oscar Grant thing, and, you know, they're, you're right. They're always in fear, even if they're handcuffed and laying face down on the pavement. <laughs> they're always in fear. quite understanding either I have a uh, you know I understand that we need police officers in our society because we have a lot of knuckleheads running around that, that commit crimes on the other hand if the police officers are also committing crimes where does that leave us ordinary citizens that's right so it, it, it puts us kind of between a rock and a hard place you know especially uh, as an African-American who you know when the police come around you automatically get a little chance. I, I typically don't because, to me, they're just another civil servant, and, you know, they're no better or no worse. However, you know, they do have weapons. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a weapon. Right. I, mean, I recently I recently went to Las Vegas, and I ran into some young people who had guns strapped to their sides, and, and it's legal to do that in Las Vegas. I don't know if you know that, but it's well, kind of scary to me but, because... But was it... I, I mean, and not to make this into a black-white situation, you know, I'm really big about not pulling that in, but were they white or black? They were black. Oh, interesting. I mean, huh? it, but it's an idea that, that, and, you know, and I asked each one of them that I brought across, I'm like, why do you feel the need to have a gun? And, you know, mm-hmm. they said it's crazy out here. I feel that da, 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 it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I've lived on this planet a lot longer than they have, and I've never felt the need for a gun, you know, mm-hmm. like that. But then again, I'm not the best person. I mean, I do own a weapon, but 
I don't want to carry it around with me. I think the more weapons we have around us, you know, it, it puts you in a position where you might want to use it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, so the police, they carry weapons, and it's the same thing. They, you know, since you mm-hmm. have that weapon on your on your hip, it makes you likely to pull it out and use it. And, it, yeah. and in some instances, you probably don't need to use it. And this case in in Missouri, I don't know if he needed to use it. I mean, uh, the, the boy was unarmed. You know, yes, mm-hmm. he was he was large. But you call for backup, you use your tasers. You know what I'm saying? You don't just shoot people. Yeah. Why is that education, like, that? this is across the board. This isn't just in Missouri. This happens in New York. This happens in Florida. You and I it happens everywhere. It, it, it happened in L.A. Like, it happened here's in Los Angeles this week. lack of education, though. Huh? Well, I said it happened in Los Angeles this week. So... It, it's yeah, I agree. I think the the officers, you know, I don't know if if it's lack of training on the officers' part or what. I'm not sure. I just know that you know it's it's easy to pull out a gun and, and pull a trigger, you know. And, and unfortunately, in our society, everybody wants to have a gun. I mean, it's just it's almost scary. Yeah. It makes you feel bad. It makes me feel sad, you know, because I just feel that, you know, the young black black youth is so expendable. There's just, there's no education to preserve us. No. You know, same same crime, same strong arm crime can be committed by somebody who's not black and... No one gets shot. I'm, you know, it's just, it, it seems more heightened with, with our community. Well, I mean, it, you can, and I understand that argument, but you can also make the argument that the police are pretty caught, you know, they've killed a lot of people, not just black people. Uh, they, do you remember okay. the case where, you know, and even when they're, they're not shooting people, they're beating them up. And, and it's, it's this, mm-hmm. this authority thing that they have going on where they figure that, you know, they're, there to just subjugate us as, as human beings. I mean, there's the case of the lady that was walking on the Los Angeles freeway and a highway patrol officer. I understand he wanted to he wanted to take her. her off the freeway, but he beat her senseless and she wasn't resisting him. She, she was the only thing she, she was, was, was trying to block the blows because he right. was just beating the crap out of her, and it's just it right. was wrong. He, right, you he know. straddled her, and his body was able to contain her just by straddling her. She was yeah, not flailing like, her arms at him. No, it looked like an MMA fight. If you ever watched the MMA fight, you get one no. guy on top and he's just beating the crap out of the other. So it's like, it's almost unfair. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. like I said, I don't know if the officers need to be trained better. I can't say I'm not a police officer and, you know, Anybody who does that job, I got to give them credit. I think it ultimately drives you crazy, just because the job mm. is just so horrendous. I mean, I have a well, I have an uncle who is mm-hmm. completely nuts behind being a police officer for thirty years. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think there's any anybody in my family who would dispute me on this one either. <laughs> my uncle is crazy as a bed bug. <laughs> oh my god. 
And what's funny, he's a complete racist, but he's a complete racist to everybody. He doesn't like black people, he doesn't like white people, he doesn't like Asians, he doesn't like Hispanics. Pretty much across uh-huh. the board racist. So Yeah, uh, no. I think the I, job I, does it to him. I really do. I think huh. the job just drives him crazy. I mean, so. I actually get that kind of character, to be honest with you. So when you say your uncle's completely nuts, I probably would get along with him. Because my dad was completely nuts, and my dad was completely racist. But he came out of an era where it was like he was just distrustful of humans in general. <laughs> okay, because uh, my question was going to be, did he hate black people too? Because, I mean, my yeah. uncle, like, when I say across yeah. the board racist, across the board yeah. racist. He I mean, I have Brian here. Did dad like any, I have, I have Brian here, Malcolm. Did dad like anybody, any race? He liked individuals. He liked people that were that per, that connected well with his soul, his spirit, his body language. You know, he liked veterans. He was big on veterans because he, you know, Korean War, blah blah blah. blah. Um, however, never served in Korea. He served in Panama as a quartermaster, so I never really counted that. As, you know, but he did. He counted, and the military did too. But he got a free ride. But in any case, uh, okay. um, well, I mean, that's he, the military. He was a racist. My dad was a racist. He was such a racist that when I was growing up, I didn't know who to like. <laughs> 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 we lived in an all-white well, neighborhood. That- he talked about them, you know. He talked about the black man in, in Harlem. Like, it was horrible because you didn't know. Like, you're so young and innocent, and you're like, okay, if you don't like this, I don't like this either. And then... There's a whole other race of people, and you're like, okay, I don't like that folks either. And you're like, oh, God, who am I supposed to like? Well, that's that's why you should make your own decisions. And, you know, like I, it sounds like your uncle, my uncle and your dad would have got together, got along just fine. They would have loved each other. They would have, which is why I'm telling you, if I ever met your uncle or that type of character, I would find a funny in him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't be so crazy. Oh, I'm sure you would. Because <laughs> I, I find the funny, funny in everything. But I came from crazy. Like, my, my dad was nuts. Oh. So, and his, his language was part of a particular era where they all kind of had the same language, the old man. And, oh, my God. So, and I thought my dad funny. I thought he was hilarious. No one else did. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't take them out in public. You have to hide them. <laughs> oh, my, okay. You take so them out in public. Just <laughs> let me tell you this. This is getting way off topic, but just understanding his character. Brian was on a TV show in California, and it was a, it was a kitty TV show. So everybody was 10 and 11 at the top of their, like, age, right? And so I invite my dad out for the summer, but the first day, him and his brother, two crazy men together, him and his brother, I said to my dad, not his brother, to my dad, I've got some rules for you. Nobody gives me rules. What do you mean you give me rules? Listen, listen. I'm in a category of people. I need you to act a certain way. i got some rules for you. I said, okay, fine. Give me the rules. I said, no cursing, dad. No cursing. He goes, no cursing? No cursing? And I was like, do not curse. He goes, okay, all right, I got you, no cursing. What's the next one? You can't use the N-word. I can't use the N-word because he would call a 10-year-old kid B 
the N-word, straight out, like, like straight out, yeah. 10 years old. And he would say it in such a way where he's like, and give me some grapes. Do you understand it? Like, you don't call the kid Tom, Peter. You call him the N-word. Listen, N, go give me some grapes. Because you can't use the N-word. Oh, I can't believe this. I can't use the N-word, he says. Like, shut it down. You can't use the N-word. He's like, okay, fine. Give me the last thing. I said, Dad, you can't call the white man the white man. You <laughs> <laughs> should have left him at home. That's my suggestion. You should have left him at home. <laughs> my dad goes, I got nothing. I can't talk. I got nothing. Exactly. Shut it down. So. Needless to say, we get there, first thing he does is curse. He calls a 10-year-old kid the N-word, and he tells a story about the white man. Well, I mean, and you were dealing with Hollywood people, so I'm sure you had this. You probably should have left it at home. That's just what that's all happens. But people like when that all was said and done, you know, I agree. And when all was said and done, all I could do was nothing. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's nothing you can do. It's just not taking there, not taking there ever again. It, it, it pretty much how many? Was that the last visit? First and last. Yeah. No, the best part it. is <laughs> he's a big dude, you know, big, big dude, and he's a big belly, kind of like Buddha, right? And so, he, as he was getting older, he was taking care of himself less and less. And so he loves to wear white T-shirts, and he's eating, and he's sitting up and eating. He's sitting back and eating, and the food and the crumbs are all over his shirt, and he's sleeping. So needless right. to say, I was embarrassed without a doubt in so many different ways. <laughs> and you're right. I should have left him home. I should have left him in New York. Ultimately, uh, I did kick him in his brother out of California. Place, just don't take him in public, like, you know, especially something, a work environment, because that's not cool. <laughs> you can't take stuff like uh, that. I know. I know. Anyway. I just want um, to extend that experience like Johnny. Like, yeah. Anyway. So. So. It's been a crazy week. Um, you know, of course, everybody, everybody said. Everybody's sad about Robin Williams passing. Most of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, except yeah. Rush Limbaugh, he's not that sad, apparently. Um, he, he's what? He's not that. Well, he has some things to say. You said that sarcastically. I, I got it. Yeah, he has some things to say. <laughs> you, know, you know, I try to be forgiving to everybody, but some people just uh, need to, somebody needs to take him out. Because he says the most vile things about everybody. You know, when Trayvon mm-hmm. Martin got killed, he said vile things. You know, I'm so sure he said, you know. Did he say something about Robin Williams? Oh, of course. Yes, he did. What? <laughs> what did that say? Yes. <laughs> he did. Uh, I didn't hear it. Oh. Yeah, he said a lot. <laughs> but then he tried to, you know, like a like a true idiot, he tried to back up. And he blamed, he blamed the media. 
for, for his broadcasting his vile words, but he's a special guy. You, you, you want to hear what he had to say? Of course I do. What did he say? Let's say what did Rush Limbaugh have to say for himself? You know, and I'm I'm taking this from the Huffington, Huffington Post. You yeah, know. don't you love the Huffington Post? I do I, like I the Huffington Post. I kind of love it Post. more than the, than the New York Times now. Well, you know, Ariana Huffington started this, and mm-hmm. it, it went. You know, and she used to be completely right wing, and, and then she came to her senses, I guess. You know. But she wants to have a successful paper. I guess she did come to her senses, huh? <laughs> yes. Right. But you know, so Rush Limbaugh said that you know Robin Williams killed himself because he was a leftist. A leftist. Hmm. Yeah, and, and his leftist attitude is one of pessimism and darkness and sadness. I'm quoting him. So they're never happy. Mm-hmm. They're always angry about something. No matter what they get, they're always angry. Where did he get that from? Where did I get that from or where did he get it from? Where did he get that from? Well, he's a you know, he's a right wing political pundit, so he hates the left. He thinks, you know, it's it, But was Robin Williams a left? Like, what was his most of Hollywood is very liberal. I mean, because, you know, what does left mean? You care about other human beings? You know, because Robin Williams and Billy Crystal and uh, Whoopi Goldberg did, you know, uh-huh. they did a lot of charity work and, and, and shows. Yes. Anybody who's, who's not for, you know, a complete, a complete lockdown of society is a leftist to people like Rush Limbaugh. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, so let me quote him some more. Okay, go ahead. So Rush, Rush, Rush Limbaugh said about Robin Williams, he had it all, but he had nothing. Made everybody mm-hmm. else laugh, but was miserable inside. It happens, I mean, it, though. It's a, so? huh? It happens. Well, I mean, that, what, is he, like, what does that mean? That happens to people. It does happen to people. And instead of being like, you know, I feel bad for this guy and his family, He's saying that right. well the reason that he the reason that he killed himself is that um you know, basically, you know, he was too far to the left, you know, and, and he was just miserable, so he had no choice but to kill himself. So and he, you know, and he compares it to being, you know, just a leftist and it's just he says it like it's a bad word. And you know, and I'm, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I guess I believe that, that everybody has you know, their own reasons mm-hmm. to, to choose whatever side they choose. I mean, if you're rich, the right is probably your side. You know, but okay. you know, but even rich so, people don't always side with the right. So how far off course are we getting? You know, there's no defense here. There's no defense for Robin Williams. So he's just making a blanket statement on somebody. Oh, I mean, well, based on, based on his statement, everybody on the left is right on the edge of killing them guys. <laughs> ah. So, but you know, this is a man who who had so many prescription pills in his possession that he got arrested. Oh, 
He's not in a position to really speak. Hmm. You know, and um, the funny he thing is, to have this a career, is the same man who said that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, this is the same man that said that all drug dealers should be put to death. Still, mm-hmm. he was technically a drug dealer. He had all these drugs, and he all wasn't put to death. He didn't even go through any jail time. So. Wow. Go figure, huh? You can't, well, you just can't help to love to hate someone like that. And it's not even worth me hating. Like, you just hope that it's someone like this exhausts themselves. But why does, he get a, why does he get to have a public place, you know, to keep speaking his crap, though? Like, why is that allowed? You know? Well, because... Oh, by the way, not, not to cut you off, but um, that guy that... We were, um, you know his name. I don't know his name because I never did my homework. African American, and you know he made that stupid comment when that uh, football player um, punched a girl in the face in the elevator. <laughs> and that, that African American um, commentator, sports commentator guy, made that stupid statement. What's his name? Oh, um, um. I'm a brain fart right now, but it's... Uh, oh, my God, you and Brian Smith. both had brain fart. Smith. Smith. Um, yeah, he got suspended. Yes, he did. He got uh, suspended. Mm-hmm. And that well, was a point. What, what he said wasn't that bad. I, I, didn't, I didn't see the oh, problem. Oh, now, see, you know, coming from a man, oh, I, you know, I think that's what, like, girls are like, really? Because, you know, really? It, it was kind of, it was insensitive. Mind. Well, I mean, what he was, did you see his whole quote? I mean, because what he said was, you know, he was raised by women. And so, what he said so. was, and, and what he was trying to say, and he probably didn't say it correctly, but what he was trying to say is that <laughs> we're all responsible for what we, what we do and, and who we talk to and how we come at people. So, you know, as, you know and so even as a man, I can't go talk to talk craziness to people and expect not to – Reap the repercussions. Okay. And basically, what he was trying to say is, is people have to be careful with what they say to other people because you know, even though you might have backup and people come to your defense, it doesn't uh, it doesn't mitigate the fact that you are you got the crap beat out of you in the meantime. But who are we talking about? The girl in the elevator? Like I'm confused now. Well. He was he was basically talking about women and domestic violence at that point, and and he basically he was saying that there are cases where women have been the aggressor, and then you know because there are women in this country that feel that they can say anything to a man, and you know they bet the man better not do anything. I think okay, hold better on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Andrea, love you. Love you, baby. Can you kiss me? Can you kiss me? Bye, baby. Um, okay. You know, what is, you know, I'm a little confused because I hear you say he was raised by women, blah, 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 blah. Clearly, there must have been some issue, issues where he had some combative stuff going on with women, to, I would think, I'm not, you know, accusing, I, just, just from what he said, I would think that would make him, um, like, say something like that. That's what I would think. But 
the bottom line is it's one of those, this is just talking about this situation. So I, I do believe he said it a little bit out of context. We're just talking about this situation where nobody right. really knows what happened. And in the long haul, she was not the F out. Yes, she was. You know, but the interesting part about that is that that evening, both her and and him got arrested. I know. Both parties were arrested that night, which, which you know, the police, you would think if, if all it was was, you know, the gentleman knocking the woman out, that the only person going to mm-hmm. get arrested would be the gentleman, right? Mm-hmm. She was not but, out. Oh, I'm in full agreement. I, I know. You, <laughs> I agree with you. But, and, and, you unless, know, unless there was some video footage that led them to arrest her, too. That's possible, too. I don't, you know, and I can't really say all I know is that they were both arrested. Uh, but, but here's you know, the, the thing, other part of not to bring... I wasn't really talking about the incident because we can't really rehash that. My point to you is Lush Limbaugh can say crap about a dead guy and almost nothing happens to him. Almost nothing happens to him. Like, have, I just show some respect. Somebody died. I show some respect. This guy got suspended for two days, which I think he should have gotten suspended for two days, but I'm just saying. Nothing happens to Lush. He got suspended huh? for a week. Oh, poor baby. Well, I mean, you know what? At the end of the day, it's not going to it's not gonna kill him. You know, it, it, it's a suspension. Uh, but my only problem with that whole scenario is that, okay, ESPN employs him to be the guy who says this kind of stuff. So, you know, it, it, okay. it's hard for your we employer to, to want you to say before. this stuff. Yeah, I know we had this conversation. But it's hard for your employer to want you to say this stuff, but then suspicious no, of things. No, Malcolm. No. Like, even though your employer has hired you to be something like, you know, like out-of-the-box, out-of-the-box, edgy type of commentator, you, as an individual, need to figure out that you are a brand. And if you want to hold on to that brand, there are just certain things that's not worth, you know, a public statement about, like, your own employee is going to set you up. Your own employee is going to fire you, just like I said, and, and, and he wound up getting suspended. I said it the last time. Too, but, 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 but I don't know I, if there's know. a but. Like, you can't be that stupid. You make that much money, that much money, and you can but, blow but, it but, on but, a dime from something stupid that you said, and you can't but, figure but, out your own employee is going to come against you one day. Employees don't care about but, you. They don't. I would fully they agree don't. The numbers I, matter. So you have to care about yourself. But I would and say this. I'm just saying between men. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go right ahead. I'm, I'm on fire. I'm sorry. I, I see sorry. that. You're just, you're just so, <laughs> but the, the thing about it is this. Um, again, what he said to me wasn't suspendable kind of commentary, whereas, you know, on the other hand, some of the stuff that, Rush Limbaugh has said has completely been like cross the board, just just crazy, right? See, and but, I feel are despicable. Huh? Like I'm not comparing I'm not comparing the content of one to the other. I'm saying both men said despicable things, and I think this guy Smith, I think he should have shut it down. I think it's just one of those things where he should have wrote it. Said it out loud, looked at it again, rewrote it, said it out loud, 
think about it again, maybe think about maybe it isn't a topic I should make comment on. You can mention it because it's public. Look what happened. Oh, I don't really know what happened. But to make a comment on, like, like how some women can provoke it, I, as a commentator, as a commentator, I don't think it should happen. And I got to tell you, Whoopi went through the same thing. Whoopi said the same thing that he said pretty much. And much. The, public went, the public went after her. Well, because we live in a politically correct society where you can't say, you know, if it goes against what, what is politically correct, you can, you might fall, people might get mad at you and they, you know, they'll start tweeting things about you, you, you know, you'll get, you know, on the social media. That's our society is turning into this world. That's just Here's the thing. There's so many different degrees of what could have happened. Do you understand what I mean when I, when I say that? Because I told you about an incident with me, right? There's so many different degrees of what could have happened that by the time the police get there and I would have been knocked the fuck out, like, hello? Like, who's going to believe who? Does that make well, any sense? Just based upon well, what you know person, about me. Typically, the person who has been knocked out, um, it, it's bad for them. It's a, however, she's a victim. However, there are, you know, in a uh-huh. lot of cases, you know, this just doesn't just doesn't concern women and men. It concerns sometimes men go up to other men and say stuff. There have been men that have gone up to women and said things and been knocked out for their trouble because, and I guess what he was trying to say and what I'm trying to say as well is that we're responsible for our actions. So what I do yes. when it comes to you, you know, I have to, I can't just say anything or do anything to you that I want. I have to be respectful of your feelings and and, and everything. And so I can't just say crazy stuff to you. And, and but I you think shouldn't, what, though. Like, what, people shouldn't. I think, was, I think what Stephen A. Smith was trying to, to say was that people just have to be careful on how they come at other people and how they present themselves, you know, because sometimes, the response that other person is going to have is not going to be nice, and it's too late at that point. And then, you know, it's just a problem. I think that that's really what his point was. Well, you can say it that way, and gladly he got suspended. Ha-ha. Well, but he also got a new job with the serious XM, so. <laughs> did he? Yes, he did. <laughs> because his job was on the line? Because he knows that his no, employer stabbed him in the back? No, because he still works for ESPN, too. Don't get it wrong. Oh. They like, you know, okay. he's one of these commentators. People like him. And so, you know, he just, this may have had nothing, it probably had nothing to do with what he said on ESPN. It's just, it he's one of these guys that keeps getting picked up. Hmm. So. All right. I would work for Sirius yep. FM. I'm sure you would. <laughs> I would. I would like it. <laughs> One day. It, it, it's, uh, you know, it runs your horizon. So I have lavender um, and, you know, like, I, it, mm-hmm. okay, I'm trying to not stutter. When we talk about domestic violence, it's sometimes it's hard because women have one preconceived notion based upon, by the way, Malcolm, to be fair to girls, 
personal experiences. Okay. Okay. And sometimes the personal experiences isn't about their adult life. Sometimes domestic violence usually begins, you know, with women's history, you know, in their childhood, you know, where they may have seen it or there's been personal threats to them where they have to kind of dodge the bullet. So um, upon growing up and finding ourselves, because I'm a girl, and finding ourselves in arguments with, with, you know, like throughout the years, like I'm a grown woman, do you think I haven't had an argument with somebody, you know, and where you don't know they're triggered. You know, sometimes you think you're just having an argument and it might get loud, you might get up in each other's face. And something's a trigger or you say something and it's a really, really bad trigger and then boom, there's the, you know, there's the connect, something connects with something, right? Not necessarily hitting always, but I think as women, there's always the potential and the threat for that, right? And that's, a, and that's unfortunate. It's well, it is unfortunate, unfortunate. But what we find as women even more unfortunate is that if we discuss these issues with the opposite sex, there's a sense of disconnect. There's a sense of non-belief. There's a sense of but, 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 and it's like, oh, my God. Not to say, that, you know, I like to pay, pay devil's advocate even with myself. Not to say that there aren't some calculated issues that women can bring to the table so that the argument can go out of control. Because I've seen that. The girls are like, hit me, hit me. I've seen that, you know. Exactly. Um, and, and that's <laughs> the unfortunate thing because, it, it, you know, it, it's just because there's no excuse for a man putting his hands on a woman, no excuse. And, and I don't know if you heard the, this, this thing that happened last week uh, with this uh, MMA fighter and his porn star girlfriend. Yes, yes. Beat the crap out of her. And he also like, the crap like, out of it. Now, the funny thing about that was... He the crap out of her like a man. She was tore up, Malcolm. Oh, I know. I saw the pictures. And, and the sad part about it was it, he's a little crazy because, I mean, according to her... I think if a man hits a woman, the man's crazy, period. Well, okay, but he's even crazier than mm-hmm. that. They broke up in May. He shows up at her house mm-hmm. Friday night. Uh, Friday morning, mm-hmm. really, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning. She's there with another mm-hmm. man, fully clothed. But they broke up in May. This is August. So he broke mm-hmm. up in May. She, he shows up there because he's going to propose to his girlfriend. First of all, mm-hmm. that's not your girlfriend. You broke up mm-hmm. with her in May. Right. So right. We're talking three months before right. you guys broke up. You can't show up at 2 o'clock in the morning thinking that she's just going to fall over and, and lay in your lap. I mean, it's a sign of crazy that he even showed up there with his intentions. And then to get mad that she's there with somebody else, what do you think she was doing? I mean, it's just, like I said, there's no excuse for that. And, you know, he got arrested yesterday, which rightly so. You know, and I'm sure they'll throw the book at him because, he, you know, again, he's, what he did to her was so violent and aggressive. It, it, you know, there's no excuse for it. But here's the he thing. He needs to pay the price. As, as a woman, when I see something like that, I automatically connect with her. Automatically. I feel her pain. You know what I mean? And I'm just going to tell you what Lavender wrote, and she goes, at first she thought it out, Lord Malcolm, his comment is not defensible. 
talk, laugh out loud. Like, you know, she, if she was talking to us, it would be like, oh, my God, nothing, stop. But it would be like, oh, She then goes on to say, I don't like talking to men about domestic violence. There's always a but, that, 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 where there shouldn't be. Stephen's comment was very stupid. Just to be, she's the spitfire personality doesn't mean he has to spit fire all the time. Oh, I get it. She's saying just because he was, like, hired as a spitfire, quote, unquote, personality, uh, personality doesn't mean he has to, like, and I agree with her. Like, you're a brand, and you are your own company, and I don't care how much money you make, what kind of public figure you are, you're money. And he didn't think about that. So it doesn't really matter to me that he got another job with Sirius um, FM radio. He's kind of stupid because he did not protect his, his, his bank account. That's the way I see it. Then Abigail goes on cool. to say, hold on. Then Abigail goes on to say, just because you're hired as a spitfire personality doesn't mean he has to be spitfire all the time. She goes, I'm sure he'll be smarter next time. I agree. He will be. Then she goes on to say, men don't see that women are threatened by them every day. They always say, not they, meaning men, they always say, not all men are like that, which is true. But all I don't have, but Malcolm, all, this is what Lavender said, and I agree. She goes, they always say, they, meaning men, always say, not all men are like that, which is true, but... All women have plenty of examples. That is true. I'm sure. That is true. You know what I have? You know, mm-hmm. my, my nieces and my family, I'm always fearful for them because, you know, I don't have mm-hmm. any sisters, but I have nieces because yeah. I don't know how yeah. these, these boys are, you know, and a lot of them aren't That's raised right. in a way to where they, they don't know that you're not supposed to put your hands on a woman or, and, and disrespect them. So... Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a problem in our society, a huge problem. I mean, like, I'm the type of person, and, you know, I've proven this, where I'm like, if you're mad at me, I'm not going to spend a weekend with you. If I did something to make you upset, and this could turn into, we need to talk, we need to discuss this, we need to talk, which means could lead to an argument, I know I'm safe in my own house. So the best way to diffuse that. It's just let it go. And I've done that. I've done that in the past. I'm like, ah, I don't think, you know, this is, you're too happy with me, so I'm just going to stay home today. That's smart for me, you know, because the potential. I agree, because the potential of, and like Lavender said, I'm grown. I can give you examples, you know, where it's like, wait, 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 what happened? I didn't mean that, and you went left field here. Like, stop. Like, it's okay. And the minute the guy gets heightened, we can't stop that. But in any case, well, well, the sad part so we is can say sometimes you're not even safe in your own home. So it's, it's I mean, this girl, this girl, uh, That's true. Christy Mack, I think her name is, uh, she was in her own home, and she got the right. of hope. So her That's home right. wasn't a safe place. You know, That's when right. the crazy man comes That's to right. the door. And I don't know if she let him in or how he got in. Maybe he had a key. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, he's an ex, so I don't know. Yeah, but, but once he became that. an ex, she probably should have changed a lot. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I, I agree. I don't know. Because 
he he not only beat her up, he also beat up the guy that was there with her. Um, and sent him on his way. Now, mind you, I don't know why that guy didn't immediately call the police. Um, well, or if he did immediately call the police, he probably should Well, have. you know, he's a guy, so chances are he went after the guy first. Well, he did go after the guy, but he, so he went after the guy first, and then he, but he sent the guy out, so he made the guy leave. Mm. So if I'm that guy, I probably was calling the police because, first of all, I just got this MMA guy to beat the crap out of me. <laughs> you know, I mm-hmm. can't fight an MMA fighter. <laughs> That's just not right. going to happen. So, right. I mean, you know, and, I told you, I told you, I even showed you what happened to my bathroom door, and I remember one of the things that you said to me was, you should have called the cops. Well, you know what, Malcolm? I used my brain. I diffused it. And you call the cops, and he could say, I did something. Do you understand? And I was like, I handled it. Yeah, but, you, but, but I should have never been put in that position in the first place. You probably I didn't do anything have, but wrong. You, but you, but you had evidence. And it doesn't really matter what you did. The evidence shows uh, that that other person's actually uh-uh. way above well, board. Excuse you. The woman got knocked out in the elevator. When the cops no, showed no, up, I'm in she was face Ray down. Rice, Ray, How did Ray she Rice get arrested? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I wonder that myself <laughs> because I saw the video and I, you know, and I like Ray Rice. He's a good football player, but that was, you know, you don't hit your girl like that. There's no reason that she's being she she dragged her around out. in the elevator. He like, knocked obviously. her out. Yeah. Obviously. To the point where when he pulled her out, he was even a little confused. He kind of walked around like he didn't know what to do at some point. And then he had to pull her out a little bit more. He figured that out. He had to pull her out a little bit more. Because well, because took, the, you know, the, the elevator, elevator door was going, it was going to close right. on his feet. But, I mean, it's like, but if you notice, uh, he was like, he was confused. So somewhere well, along the line, he got blinded and he kicked her ass. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and, and I would say. player, Malcolm. We're talking about oh, massive not. men that do things, you know, specifically with their body. Their bodies are weapons, MMA, NFL. Fuck you guys. Like, yeah, what no, the hell no, are you doing? Rice, even though Ray Your Rice body's is a, a weapon. Even though Ray Rice is a short-statured man, if you've ever seen him, he's a oh, very good running so back. Oh, no, he's a, he's a very muscular guy. He's stocky. And, and, you know, he's built like a... a an uh, animal. <laughs> so, nah, Ray Rice is, nah. is a tough dude, and, and there's no excuse for him hitting this girl. I don't understand why he did it. I don't know what went Malcolm. down to that or what better. Malcolm, he's short? That's another problem. That means he's got a Napoleon complex. And he what? took it out on that poor girl. <laughs> he's got a little penis, and he took it out on that poor girl. That's what that well, means. You know, I, I, I'm sure he's done it. I'm just saying. Did you say he had a little penis? <laughs> I did. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I said it. Okay. Okay, but uh, <laughs> when you see that whole Napoleon accomplishment is kind of like a misnomer, too, because Napoleon actually was average height for his time. He was 5'7", five, 5'7", seven, five, seven in 18th century France. So, I mean, he wasn't short. You know, it was just that's something that has come down through the years, but it actually doesn't, it's not even true. Napoleon wasn't short for his time. He was average height. He wasn't this little general as, as he's depicted. Okay. You know, you see things. Well, he was like he's like five one. He's not. He wasn't. But anyway, okay. it has some no bearing. 
Ray I'm Rice, I, you know, and I, I don't tall. know why he beat up the girl. Ray Rice, he's probably just as tall. He's probably 5'7". It's still little well, in this state. And, and so 5'7 in the NFL is actually, it's like being 5'2 in regular life. He, he, because exactly. if you look at a football game, you know, it's not uncommon to see, see six, seven guys, 350 pounds out there. So 5'7 mm-hmm. in the NFL is extremely short. Okay. Right. So, so. My, and again, that's no excuse for him being up to, you know, his future wife because, like, again, they got married the next month. So that's a whole other thing. Here's the thing. And I was just going to bring that up because, you know, when I do my psychic readings and, and I get women that have trouble removing themselves from difficult situations, right, Malcolm? And uh-huh. the one thing I can tell you about a woman is that as a woman, I can tell you that when you're on that path of wedding, bliss, blah, 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 I'm getting married, your whole family knows about it, and, like, in our mind, like, that's a tunnel vision type of thing, and then so that's time it's okay for the man to beat her up? I'm not getting that. No, 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 no. I'm just saying then something violent like this happens. Somewhere along the line, either her mother, her auntie, her sister, her female cousin, somewhere along the line, somebody should have, like, intervened and what should have been like, you cannot marry this guy. First of all, it's not public. That in itself is embarrassing. Like, no money in the world for me can marry this guy. There's other men out there that's going to love you without putting their hands on you. And the potential of this happening again, by the way, Malcolm, it's high. Yeah, I, I can't call it. I don't know. I, 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 all, all I'm saying is she should have had enough inside, enough self-respect. I'm going to say it that way, unfortunately, because... You know, I do get a lot of ladies listening, and I'm going to say it that way, but she should have enough self-respect to say, I'm out. I'm out. I don't deserve this. And, I don't and have the patience to wait for a better man. Well, and and again, like I said, I have nieces. If my niece came to me and told me that, you know, her fiancé, boyfriend, had knocked her out, I would be hard-pressed not to go find him and knock him out just because I, I figure Oh, you got to feel the same. But, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, in a lot of cases, when there's domestic violence, you know, the the person who's the victim of the domestic violence doesn't want anybody, they don't want anybody to interfere because they, maybe they feel like they deserve it. I don't know what their feeling is, but they don't want to leave this person. They want to stay. I've seen that. I've seen it over and over again, yes. And, you know, I've never understood it because I know, like I said, if my niece came to me and told me that her boyfriend had knocked her out or I became aware of it, I would have trouble being around that person to the point that every time right. I saw him, I would probably put my hands on him. I was gonna, right. You know, or, as, or, or as little Scrappy says, I put my paws on him. So <laughs> I want to put my paws on him. Oh, anyway. my God, he's Scrappy. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> so so 
war machine that's been arrested, which is good. Uh, uh, war machine, that was the name of the, the MMA fighter that beat up the girl. Okay. And that should tell you another thing. If, if your boyfriend's name is War Machine, you probably want to be careful around him. No, no. No, you could be called anything. He could be called anything. Period. You could be called anything. Yeah, well, that, that, was, that, was, that was a joke, Tracy. <laughs> oh. I'm already an angry female, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was just a joke. I mean, actually, anybody who's named War Machine, I think you ought to, society ought to be careful of that person. Because <laughs> you know? he legally changed his name to War Machine. That's the problem. Uh, so. You know what? Actually, you know what's more of a problem? The real problem is when you legally change your name to War Machine. Like, that, that's where the nuts begin, like, Legally is what I'm trying to say. That's when you know somebody's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I'm in full agreement. That's that's kind of what I was saying. So. I, I get the nickname. I get the nickname. When you legally go in that direction, oh, all right, right. Well, anytime as a professional athlete, you decide to change your name to whatever your 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 sports persona is. I mean, it's like when. when Chad not that they're all violent. I'm not saying that they're all violent. They're no. crazy because Metal War Pete has changed his name three times. Yeah, and, Do you but, know that? But, but Ron Artest is nuts. Did you not know that? <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> crazy. I mean, he, he's, yes. a, he's a fun guy, but he's a little on the. Uh, he's a little he, crazy. He's I mean, not, he, however, I don't see him as violent. We're not putting okay, two and two well, together. I'm just saying. When you change your name legally to Metal War Peace or whatever this MMA fighter did, you're nuts. You're crazy right off or, the bat. That's the first indicator. Or, Get out, women. That's, uh, without a doubt, or Chad Ochocinco or World B3. Wait, I mean, all these guys. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Back up. That's not Chad's real name? No, his name is Chad Johnson. <laughs> Oh, my God. You thought his last name was Ocho Cinco? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, that's made up. (laughs) Where did he get Ocho Cinco from? That was his number. And and actually, 85 in Spanish is not Ocho Cinco, but he said 85, so that's Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco, 85. In what language? I don't get it. Oh, 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 you know, Lavender is chiming in and she's cracking up and she's going, Chad Johnson is his real name? <laughs> wow. I served a purpose I today. Did. Yes, Chad Johnson is his real name. <laughs> That is hilarious. So, Ocho Cinco is 85. I'm assuming was his jersey number? That was his jersey number, yes. That is the funniest thing today I heard, and I love it. Well, good. Everybody needs a little laughter. 
Oh, my God, that is hilarious. Yeah, well, you know. And he's crazy, too, by the way. He's not. That was my point. Everybody who changes their name, like that, or, you know, like that. He is is cute as pumpkin pie. Like, I love his look. I could look, I literally look at his face all day long. Not his body. I'm not really a body person. But I could look at his face all day long. He's chiseled. I love his soft skin, beautiful skin, blah, 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 blah. Nuts. Completely wacko. Okay. I'm not going to argue that point. <laughs> I've watched him play for years. <laughs> and, um, he's a different character. You know, and unfortunately, that problem he had with that girl that he was with, you know, kind of ruined his NFL career. It's <laughs> so. No, Malcolm, no. Reality TV ruins your career. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't have any words that she caught me speechless. Reality TV well, apparently, ruins Well, apparently reality, reality TV works for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. Who does it work for? I mean, T.I. got a divorce over reality TV, and I thought they had a banging marriage. Who does it work for? T.I. T.I. No, and Tiny. They're divorced? Well, they, they're separated. I apologize. They're not divorced, but they're separated. Uh, were they ever really married? I mean, I know they got a lot of kids together, but... Um... Wait. Oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> Please, God, tell me they were married. Huh? Please, don't tell you they were married. <laughs> what? Yeah. I wasn't sure that they were, you know, like, legally. Uh, I all wasn't those sure they were kids, ever... are, you, are you really telling me all those kids and there's no marriage? Hold on. Well, I mean, technically all the kids aren't all of their kids. I mean, because he had some kids prior, so. Uh, all right. That's I think fine. I'm talking about three. that. But she still had kids by him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. That, yeah. uh, uh. Kakilia <laughs> was another one of my favorites. I have Kakilia, Lavender, and Desi. Um, she she chimed in and she said, "Yes, they're married up to like three years like, or something." So they're married. Like like legally? <laughs> oh, no, I gotta ask the public. <laughs> yeah, kind of no idea. <laughs> it's so funny because. Um, I had a client yesterday, because I was looking at the cards and had a client yesterday, and I said, I said, you're a husband, and then I paused, and I was like, uh, is, he, is he your husband? And he goes, she goes, yeah, you know, well, we say husband and wife, but we're spiritually married. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe exactly. <laughs> we're spiritually married. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Why did you think they weren't married? That's kind of odd. I just was never sure. I mean, I, I know. It never felt right to you? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I watched the show for a little bit, so I, I can't really tell you. Well, it turns out that somewhere along the line on the show, I'm assuming they uh, showed marriage, uh, pictures of their marriage. But you said, oh, okay. you've got it but you thought I was saying reality TV works for some people, and I'm like, cool. Oh. Well, I, I would say, you know, I, I can't say, 
it doesn't work for any couple that I can see. Because, you know, like, I don't know if you remember this when uh, Dion Sanders and his wife had their show. They looked yes. like them that have this couple going, and, and you know, yes. a year later, they're, like, throwing things at each other. So, yes. <laughs> accusing people of biting yes. each other. So, Here's the thing, It doesn't Malcolm. turn out Here's well. Here's the thing. You know, reality TV for a couple, seriously, is only going to work if both parties can laugh at each other. If you can laugh at yourself, and then when you look back on it, you can literally laugh at the comments that are being made. But what usually happens is that one or the other party gets embarrassed after the fact. That's why you always hear a year later, like, oh, my God, they had such a great show. It's during the downtime that they're watching the show, and then they look back at some of the comments, and they take offense. So unless you can truly, truly laugh at yourself and then look at each other and go, oh, my God, in a moment, da-da-da-da, and, like, neither party can take it too seriously, like, life is too short, life is too short, hey, life is too short, and life really is too short, okay, Ah, my mentor passed away, Malcolm. You're who? I have a mentor, and she passed away. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, and so, you know, I was saying life is too short, and then I, like, she came into my mind, and I was like, no, life really is too short. If you're doing a show, how old person? 69. Oh, that's still young. That's That's not too old. So, uh, yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, she got the diagnosis two weeks ago, and in two weeks she had died. She got a diagnosis two weeks ago, and she died within two weeks? Yes. Wow. So, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, now I'm curious. What, what, was, what did she get diagnosed with? Skin cancer. Wow. Has a family history. Oddly enough, both parents died of cancer, and both parents died of a rare form of cancer, and she got a different, out-of-the-box, rare form of cancer. So there's a, there's a family history of this. Wow. Yeah. And um, in any case, what was really odd, oh, it's a long story, but what was really odd about it, she actually died three months ago. And she was dead for 12 minutes, and she came back. And when I spoke to her, because she's very lighthearted, and so my communication with her is always kind of like with a giggle and lighthearted. And I said, Stella, how could you be gone for 12 minutes and not come back with a message? It's like, <laughs> you must have met Jesus. 12 minutes you were down. Like, I'm joking with her. She didn't quite, you know, give me an answer. I was like, you didn't, like, you didn't meet Jesus, like something? You didn't come back with something? You didn't quite give me an answer. And then we all figured out that her family had been so fragmented and so spicy and so up in the air that energetically, she, when she died the first time, she must have got permission to come back temporarily to bring her family back together. And so her death was actually a better blessing this time. And she was supposed to die anyway, but... It was a blessing that she was able to die amongst her family and, and bring peace to them. Wow. And I brought that up because as I was talking with you, I was talking about reality shows and, 
all this good stuff in terms of like what reality shows can bring and you know it can bring decent money and can bring so many other things to the table and yet life is short so a lot of what these people do is that they go on these reality shows you know they get crazy they get crazy the men might get more attention and they stray from their wives that's part of the thing that could go on or um you know, they get the feedback, they, you know, they do the show, they watch it back, and then they don't like the comments that they may have made about their partner, and that begins a deterioration. The bottom line is, Malcolm, life is short, and life is to be enjoyed. And when I see somebody that can go in two weeks or go in a car accident, like, life is short. Like, enjoy life. And it's, and it's okay. Because... Thank you. you. You just don't know, and but two weeks is a short. I mean, I've known people who got diagnosed and died really quickly. So um, you just we all should try to enjoy and, and laugh and have as much fun as possible because we don't know what what tomorrow is going to bring. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was talking to one of my nieces yesterday, and she had gone to Japan on exchange student things. Right. Damn, that's and, nice. Yeah, but she told me why she was there and there was a tsunami. And I was like, how did I not know there was a tsunami in Japan when you were there? I mean, it's a tsunami. How did you not know but, it, Malcolm? I don't know because I follow the news on a daily basis. <laughs> and especially because California, you know, if there's a tsunami in Japan, it actually can affect us. So. Yeah, yes. at, the, at the very least, it'll affect Hawaii, yes. Well, you know, when I say us because they have that Fukushima nuclear reactor problem that they that's still ongoing, mind you. They have not fixed that. They don't know how to fix it. Um, oh, I wasn't aware of that, that but yes. Mm-hmm. That radiation can leak over to here very, very easily. It's, it's, you know, the prevailing wind could dump a whole bunch of radiation on California without too much of a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. So, anyway, I wanted to, because to, to, we got away from Robin Williams, and I just wanted to let you know if you weren't aware. Are you, do you know who the um, the Westboro Baptist Church is, the people who protest everything? The Westboro Baptist Church, that people did what? They, Westboro Baptist Church, they're just this vile Christian organization that, you know, like, they made their name by going to the funerals of soldiers and basically calling us and, you know, they would hold up signs yeah. outside of, you know, like, imagine your son yeah. got killed in the war. And yeah. you have these fools yeah. standing across the street holding up signs saying he was a baby killer. Yeah. Yes, I heard about so, that. I, I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, so they're planning to protest at, at Robin Williams' funeral. Because? Other than they're crazy. Um, <laughs> because they... they Could they need well, attention? One of the... Well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> they plan to protest as yeah. They they want they plan to protest as at a funeral because they they call him a fag pimp. A what? A fag pimp. F a g pimp. Because. Um. They're crazy. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> why do they protest at soldiers' funeral? I mean. I, you're right. I, think I mean, but, like no, the, I'm saying, like, what's the, what the, like, I don't even want to say it. Like, what's a fag pimp? Oh, wait, because he I, loves gays? Like, I'm confused. 
I don't know. I mean, you'd have to ask the crazy people at that church. I mean, well, that just sounds to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, that I, I sounds crazy. That, and <laughs> not to get off of, um, this whisper craziness, because I really don't give, you know, two things about them. They, they, apparently, they just need some attention. But I did a reading on Robin Williams. Yeah, I saw that. Right? <laughs> I, I, did, I did see your reading on Robin Williams. And I blame the wife. <laughs> I, I saw that, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they better do some investigation because she was mean to him. She was horrible. Well, and he was well, he was young, and she was. I felt like she was bored, or she, you know, she didn't bargain for what they had walked into. And I feel like the last year, I feel like she drove him nuts. I feel like she was like screaming and yelling at him, like she was nuts. And Beckham, you know, your husband's going through depression. depression. Like, Clearly, like, she had knowledge of this. This is not a surprise. How do you, one, leave your house knowing that he's in a pathetic state of depression, like, not check on him in the morning? Do you know what I mean? Like, you live together. You're like, hey, honey, you want some coffee? Hello? Welcome. Well, it, it seems, and it seems odd to me um, that, right? okay, because the, the statement was she had gone to bed and he was still up. So apparently they weren't sleeping in the same bedroom. Now, I've known couples that do that. So, I mean, although I think it's well, odd to be married and not sleeping in the same room. Which listen, I'm not a fan of that. And when I did the reading, I did not know about the separate bed thing, but the, the reading did show that they were not having sex. So. Okay. Separate bed so, usually means no sex. So, well, it, or very little. So, so you had that mm-hmm. going on, and then in the morning, she woke up and she thought he was just, you know, she wasn't concerned, so she left. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, again, odd. I mean, you're right if you, if you know he's going through some things. But she said she when they came out with the diagnosis or what she said that he had pre-Alzheimer's. Parkinson's. Not Alzheimer's, but Parkinson's. Uh-huh. He had Parkinson's. So that would be a reason to check on him. You know, like, hey, you know, I know you got this health thing coming up. I mean, you know, There's more than one reason on now. Now we've got two reasons to check on him. Yeah. If there's and nothing going on in a marriage, think about it. There's nothing going on in a marriage. The very least you would do is, you know, make coffee, right? Hey, babe, just make coffee. Um, you coming down? What are you doing? Are you going to have coffee out in the street? What are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, how is it that you're a pattern that you just leave the house and not say something to your husband? Here's I'm the other odd and here's the other odd thing. No, no one has talked to the assistant yet. I want to hear what the assistant has to say because when the assistant, number one, suspected, like when Robin didn't answer the door and then he felt the need to call the cops because he had more sensitivity to know that something could be wrong, the assistant didn't call the wife. The wife didn't find out until she got back to the house and there were police cars there. Excuse you? It seems odd. I'm in agreement with you. It seems odd. Right. Because that's not my idea of what a married life should be, but... I agree. (laughs) I'm just saying, how did the assistant 
Like the next call, please. The next call, the wife. That's what I would, you know. That that's where I would go. Like, why didn't you call me? No one's questioning that. And she, by the way, is putting out these wonderful statements about her beloved husband. And then two days later, we wanted to keep this a secret, but he was suffering from Parkinson's disease. You know what, Malcolm? She didn't have to say that. At this stage in the game, he's already dead. She didn't have to add that to the public. So is it me, or can not anybody see that she's a bit of a cunt? (laughs) There's some calculation going on here. She's a cunt. You know, I, I can't really say on that, Tracy. I, it, it, it appears to be weird. I mean, it yes. appears to be weird. Yeah, um, and I'm upset. You're upset? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think the police, is, you know, the county, the coroner, you know, he also didn't have to graphically give the public the details pertaining to his death. I don't think he should have done that. It was too graphic. It was too much. And I think that there should be a thorough investigation. But they're so busy. Just the way I see it, oh, we got this star that committed suicide in our county. And, you know, everybody's about media attention now that I'm concerned that everybody's not doing their job. <laughs> well, um, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's just the, the sad part is that, you know, Robin Williams was a, a very beloved guy. What's your favorite you know, movie? The, my favorite movie with him? Good Will Hunting, actually. Oh, I don't think I ever saw it. You what? I don't think I ever saw it. <laughs> you never saw Good Will Hunting? Oh, my God. <laughs> <clears throat> I have to see it, Malcolm. I never saw it. Yeah, no, that's a very good movie. Um, it was that's um, with um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah, no, I never saw it, but I know that's the movie that brought them out to the forefront in their acting career. And actually, that's the that's they, the role that he won. That's the role that Robin Williams won his Oscar for. Really, and yeah. I think Matt. Damon and Ben Affleck wrote the script, didn't it? Yes. Yes, they did. I mean, I remember all the media attention around it, but I never saw it. Mine is Mrs. Doubtfire, of course. Anything comical, silly, fun, lighthearted. Well, he did so many roles. I mean, and he was such a, mm-hmm. a you know, not only just a, a, such a good com- comedic actor, but a, a dramatic actor as well that for every mm-hmm. role like that, huh? Oh, no. I was looking at a picture of T.I. and Tiny's wedding. She looks beautiful. So they, they, they get legally married now. Can yeah, I, I saw that. I, I looked it up, and they got married in uh, 2010. Oh. Okay, so what were you just I didn't mean to interrupt you with that. Oh, I just... It just came. We're talking out loud. I'm sorry. Lavender has a juicy question for us, but she's not telling me what it is. So I don't want to let you go until the question comes through. So, what were you going to say? I was going to say that uh, um, uh, he did a lot of he did a lot of 
good roles, both comedic and dramatic. And good actor. I mean, uh, during this week, they they were you know on cable. They showed a lot of movies, and they they replayed uh, the one he did where he was the uh, English teacher. Um, Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society. Yes, yeah, that one. I did see that one. I don't remember it, to be honest with you, but I did see it. I think. You think, think so? Yeah. Well, Death Paul Society is one of those movies that you would kind of watch on a Sunday afternoon and there's nothing on. So I feel like I watched it because there's nothing else on. But I don't remember it. Somebody didn't see it. Okay. Well, if you get a chance, watch uh, Good Will Hunting. It's a very good movie. Okay, I will. So it turns out Lavender had a question for me. I guess it was psychic <clears throat> about Robin Williams, not for you. So she needs me. She just yeah. needs me, which is uh, one of those psychic questions. But um, that's it. Malcolm, it's Tracy. time to call it. Sounds like a winner. You have a wonderful afternoon. I'm, I'm just looking at T.I. licking Tiny's forehead. So. Huh. And your marriage is in trouble, so there you go. <laughs> Too bad. Sorry to hear that. Oh, you didn't hear it? Huh? You haven't heard? You told me today. Um, <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I had no idea. Well, I'm the pop culture psychic, so. That you are. That's your. <laughs> Come to me, I'll tell you. Malcolm, have a good weekend. All right, thanks. You too, Tracy. You're welcome. Take it easy. All right, bye bye. Okay, bye. Hi, Stephen O'Toole, you're on the line. Hey, how you doing? Not bad. Who's this? Uh, this is Craig. I called a show a few weeks ago. Hey, Craig, how you doing? So glad to hear from uh, you. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I remember you, good. of course, and actually I thought about <laughs> you the other day. Oh, really? I did. I was wondering how things worked out for you. Um, things are going pretty good for me as far as my relationship. Um, With the same girl? To, no, it, it it came to the end. Um, but it was not anything of my doing or her doing. It was just that we both discovered that um, she was not ready uh, for the relationship. Okay. And, she was and, a little and, and younger, was all, wasn't she? Yeah, she, she was 10 years younger than me, too. So, you know, that... that 10 years. Up. Listen to me. Listen to me. 10 years younger, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, you could wind up in a Robin Williams type of situation. Not death. I'm not saying death. I'm just saying it's hard to keep up, you know, sometimes. <laughs> 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 I'm somebody in your own age bracket, and I'm not telling you what to do. Please, God, you can do whatever you want. You fall in love with whoever you want with. But I remember I kind of felt that it wasn't, you know, yeah, right? I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just saying... I wasn't that crazy about this working out. Right. Yeah, it, it, it showed up. And 
I think we both discovered some things that we needed to work on individually. We needed to grow, and we learned a lot from each other. And to me, that was the the, the best thing that could have happened. Um, and I like that for, for you. Good for you. And you're from Vegas, right? Yes. So, with that being said, how's the dating life now? Right now, um, it's non-existent, but it's because um, I'm thinking about moving, and that's one of the reasons why I'm calling. I'm thinking oh, about moving Vegas yeah. because when I'm, I'm thinking about Denver. Um, and the reason why I'm thinking about moving because I don't think what I'm looking for is here. Um, right. Vegas okay, is a core yeah. place. Okay. What brought you to Vegas? How'd you get to Vegas? Because did you tell me you were in California originally? No, I was. I was living out east in um, West Virginia, and uh-huh. I, I was out there for about three years, and I got a bit bored out there. wasn't much to do, so an opportunity opened up for me to come to Vegas as far as uh, job opportunity is concerned, and I've been here for about a year now. Okay. And so Denver is going to bring you to another job? Yeah, I'm thinking about Denver, but I'm also um, looking at other places as well. Okay. All right. But it's all job-related? That's all I care about. I don't care where you move. I just care that you're financially sound. Oh, yeah, job-related. Yeah, I'm pretty much guaranteed the job. Okay. All right. So give me a question. Okay, uh, the question is, if I do move to Denver, um, what I find, what I will be able to find what I'm looking for. Say that again. If, you move if to I Denver, move to Vegas. I'm, oh, no, I'm sorry, if I move to okay. Denver. <laughs> if you move to Denver, if I move to Denver, Denver to now. Exactly. If I move to Denver, will I find what I'm looking for? Ah. Do you know what you're looking for? Stability. Don't answer. What I mean, stability. You're looking and for stability. And, and yeah. what? This, this, this stability and establishing my own family. Oh. Well, my spirit tells me it's time to start your own family. That's what my spirit tells me. How old are you? 34. Oh, you're so young. Such a blessing. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You're young, and it's a blessing to be 34. So starting your own family, get the strength card, get money. I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start talking, and then it'll all come together for me. It'll take a little bit of time. It'll take a little bit of time based upon those two criteria that you're looking for, I get 15 months. I get 15 months, one year, one year, 15 months. Now, that doesn't mean what you're looking for won't begin until 15 months, won't start until 15 months, but it could take up to 15 months to create the change that you are looking for, that you desire now. Um, in a weird kind of way, I get the seven of swords, and the seven of swords tells me that you're running, and you keep running. And so you say you want stability, but you keep running. And with that being said, I'm getting that it's more mental with you, more mental, that 
you maybe you think too much and then you just think too hard on any particular situation or you don't think hard enough. Maybe that's it too. It's a combination of everything, but it's all mental. It's all inside your head that in order to create change, you now have to dig your heels in. And you have to dig your heels in and stay somewhere and figure out, like, okay, this is, I am going to stay here. Whatever, wherever that is, like, from this point on, you're going to have to figure that out. The only obstacle that I think is the most important thing is to make sure you have a job and money wherever you go. But once you make that decision, you're going to have to kind of dig your heels and demand. Like, you have to talk to God. You have to demand. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I hope it's authorized. You know, I'm going to put it in your hands. If I get a chance to relocate, you know, help me to figure it out. You kind of have to throw it up so that it can come down. Because you're kind of not throwing it up. You're kind of not being spiritual about it. You're just kind of roaming the earth is what I'm trying to say. Right. And... And then you expect things to just show up, but you're not putting in the work. And I hope you don't think I'm yelling at you, because I just want you to understand. Does it make sense to you at all? Well, absolutely. You make it a whole lot of sense. You, oh, yes, yes, you are. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Um, it does lead to the Empress card, which means Whatever you're doing in terms of roaming the earth, which is what I get, like I get you like Jewish, like 40 days in the wilderness, right? I mean, 40 years in the wilderness. It kind of feels like that kind of energy. But then I get the Empress card. And then I get that you're going to get your blessing. Like you're going to feel, it's one of those things that when you finally get that woman, or when you finally like feel it, like when you, and I feel like it's woman related. That when you finally get that woman, like you're so grateful and so happy, and you you feel it for yourself. Like nobody has to give it to you. You, you you're gonna feel it. Like it's like never like your stomach never being empty. That's how it's gonna feel once you get your your blessing, and your blessings are coming. That's um, great to know. Oh, your blessings are coming. Um, the, the problem that I have is actually where? That's the real problem that I have. And you have options or you should have options. And I don't know if you have more than one option. I'm getting it. You should have more than one option. I'm getting possibly up to five. And I'm not getting you confused about it. I'm just getting you could make the wrong choice because you saved your head instead of making a choice based upon concrete, um, make concrete decisions. Don't just fly off and go, eeny, meeny, miny, Denver. Right. You know, don't pick a town. You're African-American. Am I, am I right or wrong? Am I right? Yeah, sure. Don't pick a town that, that doesn't have enough African-Americans. Because if I'm, if I'm wrong, I think you want to date African-Americans. Am I right or wrong, or you don't care? You're right. Okay, thank you. So if you wind up in a town that doesn't have enough African-Americans and it's another race, that actually delays you because then you have to figure out that race. And then you have to get to know something brand new. And then, which is, and none of that is bad, but it's, it'll be new for you, which means it pulls you way back. 
So, you know, Denver is a good place, you know, saying that psychically. I'm just talking about sometimes I'm psychic and I'm not, and I'm not at this moment. Denver is a good place, okay. but is it a good place for you to begin romance? Is it a good place for your job? And I, I feel like it might be good for your job, which is fine, but are there enough, enough blacks in that town where you can have the opportunity to meet somebody? And there could be. I don't know. So why Denver? Um, I recently, like get you having some other options out there. I recently, I recently went there about a week ago, spent a few days out there, and fell in love with the city. Ah, Okay. <laughs> You know, it, it was just like, wow, I really love this place. Um, oh. And the pay, the pay is very well. Um, the job, the cost of living fits my budget. I would get paid very well if I decided to move out there. Um, so that was also appealing. Okay. See, I'm more money conscious in terms of being comfortable. Like, that's really, really important for me, for you. That's what I'm getting for you. So the pay is well, and I, I could see you choosing pay, but what brought you out there in the first place? Like, it, was it your job already, or was it, like, was it a transfer? It ends up a transfer. I'm a teacher, so, um, you know, all I got to do is just pretty much for, for, for what I do. All I got to do is apply, mm-hmm. and I pretty much guarantee the job because I teach special ed, so um, I can go pretty much anywhere. Because <laughs> there's a demand for special ed teachers, you think? Hmm. Okay, and so with Denver, was there a black community that you could move into or close to or something like that? Or is there a black church around? Yeah. There is. Okay. All right. Um You're a strong, I get a little confusion. Let me just pick these cards up one more time. And what was the question? I kind of forgot the question. You said. Yeah, I want, am I going to find what I'm looking for and, if I'm, and I'm going to find stability? Meaning, meaning that am, am I going to be able to basically stay still? Because, you know, mm-hmm. as we alluded to, I've always been jumping and running and trying to find stability. Um, and. I just I don't know if I find that. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, are you set on Denver? Maybe that's how I got a little confused. I'm not really set on Denver. It's just an idea or concept idea. Um, I already have a made in the first decision. Is, is your huh? stability, I, I think I get it. The bottom line is, more than anything, you're actually looking for stability. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter where, as long as stability. Exactly. uh, Okay, maybe that's how I kind of got confused. Just Denver, my mind still. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, something. Fifteen, ten. Um, um, so 
is maybe. Answer is maybe. It's maybe. It's maybe. You don't know what you really want. You know, it's maybe. So you you don't quite know what you really, really want, and that's why, you know, in a year's time, you could just leave again. The answer is maybe. Um, Because I get that you're good at what you do, but, but I do get that it's time for you to settle down, is what I'm getting that you're saying to yourself, time for you to settle down and find love, and and you believe that once you settle down and find love, that actually is going to give you your stability as opposed to the stability happening because you created it. So the answer may be because I just feel like there's a conflict inside your head. Does that make sense? No. It doesn't make sense. I just think that there's, like, I think that the answer lies within. So I believe that you could be comfortable anywhere. That's what I believe. See, and that's the difference. I believe that you could be comfortable anywhere. But inside your head somewhere, once, like, an idea comes up, then you just kind of go with it as opposed to, demanding of yourself to be comfortable somewhere. Like, like even now, leaving Vegas. Like, I'm not really getting that you're truly leaving because something's bothering you. Like, I can't stand my job. Like, I'm not really getting that. Or I can't stand my neighbors. Or, you know, the, the infrastructure of Vegas is a mess. Like, I'm not really getting that. I'm getting it's more about you. That makes sense at all? I'm not sure what it is about me that um, I'm not sure. Maybe I need to do some in-depth, yeah. you know, meditation but on that. I, but I, I'm just yeah, not getting it. Am, am I right in saying that there's nothing tangible that is making you want to leave vacant? Right. You are def- well, basically, I, I, I'm not finding what I'm looking for, which is stability. No, 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 no. That's two different things. What I'm asking is, you know, is your, is your job a pain in the ass? Most people are like, oh, I can't stand my job. i got to go. I don't care where I go, but I cannot take this job. Like, I'm not saying that something's pushing you out of Vegas. No, I feel like Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. So that's why I have to throw yeah. it back to you, your insight, what's going on with you. Did I re- okay. Yeah. So can I remember something? Were you adopted or something like that? Yes, I was. Okay. And that's where I think you're, this is all coming from. Like, the search is on. And, like, and the, the, biggest, yeah. the biggest conflict I have in my life is why can't I find, because of that, why is it hard for me to find that stability? Uh, okay. I'm, not using my, mm-hmm. I'm not using that as a crush mm-hmm. by any means, but it's just like, it not, like it's been. You're not, but it's still affecting you. So, Here's what I would prefer. This is what I would prefer. Before you left Vegas, are you starting school in September? Say again? 
Are you starting, are you working coming this September in Vegas? Well, yeah, we'll we'll be working. I actually go back to work on Monday. Okay, okay, that's what I was asking. So you you have your job beginning the school year. Here's what I would prefer, if you don't mind me saying, before you go to Denver, I would prefer that you take your insurance that you have and get counseling. Because what's going on is childhood. It was disability was never I, given to. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't. I disagree with that. I think that's an assumption you're making. I think that's an assumption a lot of people no. make, where I ex- explain no. to them that I'm no. uncertain. No. Like, well, you know, you're going to childhood no. issues. No, I'm not going to any childhood no. issues. I just want stability. That's it. No, no, no. I promise you, it's not. I promise you. I promise. Because when I look at the cause, it just looks to me that a lot of what is going on has nothing to do with anything else but you. That's what the cause is telling me. It, it begins with you, that people actually like you. No one's pushing you out of Vegas. You're going to go to Denver, and you're going to create that same atmosphere again. People like you. You know what I mean? But then you're going to get there, and you're going to feel uncomfortable. Something feels uncomfortable. So, no, I'm not making an assumption. I'm saying it's healthy to get some clarity in the form of counseling. I'm saying dig a little deep and deal with that. I think you'll be really, really surprised that, that you'll figure that you will figure out that the instability has everything to do with how it was placed inside of you or taught or or not given. And it's not a judgment. I'm just saying figure it out, get some counseling, and you'll be surprised how you'll come out on the other end. And and then get the tools to create stability. I'm just asking you to do it before you you make your next move. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. And I don't want you to be upset that. with me. Thank Are you good? You. Well, I, don't I, don't, you to... I would definitely consider it. Thank you. I, and I'm just asking if you just do it before your next move is what I'm trying to say. Right. I would definitely consider that. And the only reason I'm asking you to consider it because it's, it's going to get to the point where eventually you will meet a girl, right? And then something is going to rise up inside of you. And you might create that same energy with that girl and not stay in the marriage, you know, or the relationship. And I'm I'm just asking you that if you correct yourself, then everything else will fall into place. So, I'm not saying you can't move to Denver. And you could do it if you want in Denver, too. But... In order for this not to be a reoccurring theme, I would say dig deep. Get some counseling, right. dig deep, and between the two of you, I, I bet you you will come out enlightened. I, I, I almost want to promise you that that's what's going to happen. Because I see you fulfilled to the point where, like, moving for you is like not being fed, being hungry. So I see you fulfilled. I was just, you know intuitively asking, like, how is that supposed to happen? And that's when I was asking about, you know, your history and could you get some counseling? I've gotten counseling, and it's worked. So I'm a big fan of counseling. And if other people have told you that, then I'm sure they said it because they cared. (laughs) Are you mad at me? I'm not upset. 
at all. I'm not mad at you at all. Um, you know, I'm from a believer, um, and hearing people out and whatnot, it's just that I know, some things I just don't agree with. Um, the whole counseling thing is like, um, you know, basically the bottom line is it's, I'm, I'm very prideful, and I don't yeah. like to think, believe that I don't want anything to know there is anything wrong with me. Uh, basically, something's wrong with uh, all of us, though. Well, I'm very that's men, and something's wrong with all of us. You know. And honestly, don't believe that there's, there's nothing much wrong with me. I just think I'm a typical guy uh, when it comes to stability. Um, but there's something that's been reoccurring. And in that regard, I think something could be wrong, which is the reason I'm calling you <laughs> to find out. And so I think that... I just, I just think I, it's bigger than me is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's a little bigger than that. So it's not okay. like that spiritual quick answer with you. It's not. Like I can like some people call and they're like, should I do this? And I'm like, absolutely. absolutely. It's kind of bigger than me. So gotcha. it's bigger than me. And I appreciate that. And... You know, being prideful, I get it. But sometimes our pride, remember you're 34. I promise you, the one thing I can promise you is you're not going to stay 34. I can promise you that. And 10 years can go by. 20 years can go by. And you will still be holding on to your pride and roaming the earth and not having that good woman. I can tell by looking at the cause, Greg, you're a good man. I could tell that. I could tell that you're not violent. I could tell that you're soft-spoken. I could tell that you're frustrated. Frustrated with yourself, frustrated with life, frustrated with, with women that don't even see you for who you are. I get all of that. That I get out of the cause. In order to truly, truly help yourself, in order for me to help you, I kind of have to throw it back at you and ask you to help yourself. Drop your pride at the door, find a counselor, find a psychologist, and talk it out. I'm not sure what's wrong with me. That's the thing. I don't think anything is wrong with me. But maybe I'm not saying <laughs> something's wrong with you, though. Maybe, maybe like, I think that's the wrong word. I never said something was wrong with you. I think the word counselor denotes something's wrong with you. I never said that. I said talk with someone who's a better professional does this for a living, who can help you dig deep, really deep, go back to your childhood so that you can come out a stable man. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now, I have your telephone number, so... I'm going to check up on you. I'll just send you a text message just to see that you're doing okay and all that good stuff. But I hope you do. I hope you find somebody. And remember, it's just about talking. Like, no pills. I didn't say you had any psychotic issues. It's just about talking, talking it out until, you know, there's a trigger inside of you where you get your aha moment. You don't have your aha moment, and that's why you're roaming the earth. You know? All right. Well, uh, thank you very much. 
one day, and I want you to call me, and I want you to tell me I was right. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you, might, get, you might, might very well get that call. But uh, oh, thank I you very much. So. For- I hope so. You're welcome. You're welcome, Greg. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Lavender. Hey, Tracy. How are you? Uh, I'm a, a little bit um, low energy, I guess. Why? It's, it's well, you know, you know my job saga. It's been yeah, it's been a really mm-hmm. rough couple of weeks. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's like you're playing flute and you got to go uh-huh. to work every day. It's like you're paying, like, it's like proof energy. Like, you've got to go mm-hmm. undercover, and you can't tell people, and then you have mm-hmm. to wait for the test, and and then the minute <laughs> you you have this conversation with your other job, and your boss started acting a certain way, and it's like you can't say anything. So I can't imagine what you've gone through for the past two weeks. But well, you should, you know, I tried to give my two weeks notice yesterday, and they flat out refused me. Oh. Uh, because you know my boss is crazy. Um, wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> yeah, let's go back. They're not allowed to refuse you. Well, they tried every. Well, they tried almost everything in the book to get me to change my mind. And then they said, well, technically, technically, this is a half day, so technically this isn't an official two weeks notice, so just <gasps> over the weekend and think about it, and maybe we can talk about it on Monday. So now for my next two weeks, they're going to be harassing me with HR. Uh, it, it, was, it was just a very intense conversation. Um, some of the things my manager said about the actual work that I'm doing now is part of the reason why I want to leave. Um, and just just one thing that really stood out is he asked me. Well, first he was blindsided, and you know I don't I don't blame him because you know we don't we don't actually talk. He doesn't really come into the lab to see how we're doing. So anytime you go up to him, he's blindsided. He. <laughs> He asked if I if I spoke to quote unquote heavy hitters in the company or people who've been with the company for a very long time, and I mentioned, well, the people I work next to have most of them have been here for decades. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. his first his first response was, well, no, you're not supposed to talk to them. the the lab The lab isn't you know the company. And then I kind of looked at him really strangely because that's the mentality that I'm trying to get away from. And he changes mm-hmm. it up and he said, well, it's part of the company, but it's not everything. And I mm-hmm. said, well, this has been my only position here. And actually where we work is the heart of the company. And, when you, mm-hmm. and, and we, we have, we're in contact with so many different facets of that company from our position that to me, working in the lab mm-hmm. is a very good idea um, or a very good way to get it, yeah, to, to start. And to get and to know you, everyone. And, and because you, you see everything. You see everything. What's your title? The Are you a scientist? What's your title? Yeah. Are you a scientist? Yeah. That's your yeah. title. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I understand. So and, from your position, you're the core. You're the core. 
Well, and, and that's the thing that's really strange about this industry is my position is the core, but technically mm-hmm. it's the bottom of the barrel. That's so, so weird. You see, so, you, exactly. Hold on a second. Yeah, uh-huh. You're in a perfume business, which is yeah. a limited number of companies that actually make perfume. Um, this, com- this company or any company in a perfume business cannot work, cannot function without the lab. Without us. Yes, exactly. Without the laboratory. Right. Where there's creation. Right. I don't get why somebody doesn't see if the lab isn't happy, no one's happy. Exactly. And and I actually, I think he understood exactly where I'm coming from because he's mm-hmm. been there for three years and they brought him to this function uh, right before I came, maybe a few months before I came. And mm-hmm. even, even I've been there for seven, eight, nine months, something like that, and I've mm-hmm. seen the change mm-hmm. in his attitude. He used to be very upbeat, mm-hmm. wanting to do this, wanting to do that. And now that he's been browbeaten a little bit, he doesn't even come into the lab anymore. So he knows exactly what I'm talking about. He was just saying anything to get me to change my mind, even though mm-hmm. what was coming out of his mouth was a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. And he's afraid to face my boss. He kept trying to blame me wanting to leave on her, and I told him, she's fine. I mean, she's a little bit crazy. She tried to explode some things on me before because she doesn't know what she's talking about, but I can deal with her easily. I can't be in a place where I feel like there's no respect and there's no future for black people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he, 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 he really tried it. He really did. He really did. And another thing he tried to he tried to say because I didn't tell them that I that I have concrete opportunities because I want to leave them in the dark um, as as much as possible. Just just tell them, you know what, I wanna go somewhere else, I haven't figured it out yet, I need to weigh my options, et cetera, et cetera. He says, Well, as a hiring manager, if I looked at your resume and saw that you didn't spend a year in any place on your resume, I wouldn't want to hire you. And I told him, mm-hmm. I have offers, though. <laughs> so what does he, that matter? At this point, he didn't know. He didn't know you had offers. I, I told him that I had concrete opportunities, but I haven't taken anything yet. And he didn't take it seriously. Right, and and he tried okay. to throw the you're jumping you're jumping positions and it doesn't look good and I said well maybe not to you but I do have offers so maybe it doesn't matter. <laughs> so now he wants to take me to HR on Monday because there could be some technicalities that may not allow me to leave. Now I'm like you can't hold somebody hostage in a job. Come on. Oh my. God, what is hilarious? What is it about you that they're not letting you go? That is hilarious. They, well, I, well, I've never seen this before. My my boss, she she's notoriously difficult, and she's not even a um. She she's very difficult, very demanding. Um, I I think she's a smart woman, but I I there there are sometimes when I question that. But she's gone through seven or eight technicians in two years. And there are perfumers there who've had their technicians for decades. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're they're trying to hold on to me because she's never complained about me, and we we actually work very well. Because I I, Except I do that her. you have complaints about her, actually. You have complaints about her. Yeah, she's she crazy. May, she may like you. She may like you. I get that. Good for her. You you have a problem with her. So. She's crazy. <laughs> I I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I like her. I like her as a person, but sometimes yeah. working for her can be like working for the devil, you know. And oh, and if yes. she if she loses a project, she gets depressed, and then she starts working extra hard for no reason. And it's like, lady, I, you need a massage, you need a facial, you need some good sex, something. Just calm down. Just I, I don't know. But that's that's yeah. And wow. And. And some of the things I love the saying, fact that they're trying to keep you. I I, yeah. I want to be a fly because actually, I, I, oh God, I I've done human resources. That's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's my history of human resources. I'd love to see what they're going to say to you to tell you about the technicalities that would prevent you right. from quitting. That's but nuts. Tracy, you know you know what's mm-hmm. so funny is. Because the place I'm going to, as you know, it's I've been there before, so it's two people right. who are fighting to keep me. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? The, the, the company that you're going to is fighting to keep you. Is that what you mean? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. No, I, I think there's something well, amazing about you. I think it's well, amazing. They're, well, well, they're, they're fighting the other to, company to bring me back. The other company called you back. Yep. Yes, the other company called you back. That's how much they yep. like you. That's after clear. after I got escorted out of the building. <laughs> I, well, I actually understand that. You actually got escorted out because the perfume business is a very private industry. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for you to stay there, it, you know, it, it, I get that because they don't want you to take secret products, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. So I didn't see that. And so physically being escorted out, I, I can appreciate it didn't feel good to you, but the fact that they're taking you back has nothing to do with getting it sorted out. It has everything to do with mm-hmm. their protocol. But they still brought you back, and this company is not going to let you submit your two-week notice. True. <laughs> which means, which means, Lavender, you can actually leave, and then the other company will invite you back. You're just that good of a worker. Crazy. <laughs> You're just a good... You're a good scientist. You're, and your personality must be great to work with. And I find it amazing. They won't let you quit. <laughs> I'm not mad. I get it. I'm totally not mad. Well, I think it's crazy. You know, well, I, I think what they're going to do, because you know what my ultimate goal is. I don't want to say what it is, but I think they're going to don't offer say what it me is. Right. I think they're going to offer me my ultimate goal in writing. That's what that's what I think that they're going to do to try and to get how me. Does that, okay. But how does that work for you? Like if they give you your ultimate goal um, in writing, right? Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? Because I happen to nothing. know that the company that you're. Okay, I appreciate it. It means I it means know, absolutely the, nothing. Okay, and I appreciate that because I happen to know that somebody you're going for, there's a direct line to get to your ultimate goal. Where's mm-hmm. the direct line here to get to your ultimate goal? Like, 
how does that work out in writing? Well, I, by the I, way, they can rescind uh-huh. that because of every course, contract now it's free is a, a at will, so that they can rescind it. Mhm. Okay. Thank well, you. Well, well. I mean, they originally the place that I met. My original goal was to be there for two years, apply for my ultimate goal, and do my thing. But then when I got here, I realized even if I got what I wanted from this place, I don't want to work in this company because to me, they're going down the pit. That's that's I'm trying to oh. think of the, the big. I'm trying to think of the big picture. And so just here's the, the thing. If you were to give your, this company and yourself, this company that you're with now, and yourself a five-year plan, in five years, where do you see them? What? In five years, what I what? Okay. So if you were to give yourself and this company a five-year plan, where do you see the company? Um. I see the company sliding down to number six when they used to be number one. That's what I see. Wow. Okay. That's, that's, how, that's how bad the organization is. And, and when you say number six, is, what does that mean? Because there's only six companies oh, in the world? No, no, not, not that there's only six oh. companies, but that this one that, I was, that I'm at now, they, you, they were number one for decades. And then, because I used to apply to them when I was in high school, and my, I think I graduated from high school 10 years ago, I think, or maybe eight years, I can't remember. And I would apply to them twice a year and to the company that I left previously. Those, the two that, I've, that I'm yo-yoing between, they used to yo-yo on the, on the charts too. But as I look at it, the one that I'm at now keeps sliding down and down and down by really huge numbers, and the one that I left has been on top since, I think, 2009, maybe. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the one that I'm at now that used to be the industry standard for decades, I, they've, been, they've been around for 125 years. They used to be the industry standard. It's one, two, three, and pretty much they're going to be number four with a small private company beating them by a hair, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, even if the numbers weren't there, because I've interviewed with smaller companies where the, actual, yes. where the actual culture of the company was great and I agreed with it, even if the numbers weren't there um, or even if the numbers were there, it still wouldn't matter because the way they operate is against almost everything I stand for. <laughs> So it's like mm. it's me and and this company's spirit do not align. Okay, and, I get it. And and I was trying to explain that to my boss in, in professional in a, in, in a professional manner, and finally I just said, "Well, if you want me to be very blunt with you, I laid it out just like that." And mm-hmm. he he got it. He just didn't want to admit it. And I'm like, come on, just do us both a favor and said, okay, you know what, this is your feeling, this is what you want to do, let's put your two weeks in. But no, he has to be difficult. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, so with that being said, <laughs> how did your reading go yesterday with Sean, if you don't mind me asking publicly? Um, oh, it, it went fine. I just blanked out because it was 10 minutes. And uh, I, I asked him a question that, you know, I really didn't really 
have to ask him. So the reading was mm-hmm. fine, but I was just disappointed with the question that, that I asked. Yes. Well, I don't understand. You paid, so why did you ask a question that could work for you? I don't know. It's a new person. <laughs> it's a new person. You feel, yeah, you feel nervous and whatnot. So, oh well. But You're it was human. Fun. You're human beings. <laughs> You're not aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Did he give you an answer that resonated with you, with your soul? Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and and the thing that I was kind of surprised that he picked up on is he said, because I, job related, of course, and the question uh-huh. was basically, um, how do I handle my next two weeks? Um, mm. And and the one thing that, that he said that really kind of, like, really touched me is he said that I'm going to be leaving soul ties behind, and there's this one person, um, we're, we're actually leaving at the same time. He's been with them for a decade, and we, we get along really well. If he wasn't married and if he wasn't a cheater, you know, that could have been a material. <laughs> well, if he wasn't actually, already, wait, Lavender, if he wasn't already a cheater. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, you know, if I reverse it, I would say, well, you know, if I was the type of person to cheat, he could have been side piece material. But <laughs> I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> Anyway, right, right. It's, trust me, that stuff just gets messy. Trust me. When you're young and you start out with some messy stuff, I, I promise you, it, it just it lingers on. Like, so don't even start. If he's married, I just feel bad for his wife because she's got a lemon. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Hi. Oh, thank you. Hi, Yvonne. Hi, give me one second, okay? Oh, Lavender. Oh, no. I, gotta read. I had a question oh, for no. you. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Don't worry. Don't worry. We can talk. I'll, when I'm finished with this, we'll talk. Okay. All right. And um, this right. is an hour reading, so let me take this before I get into trouble. <laughs> okay. Okay. Get, get going. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Please uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Google, uh, Tracy Brown, YouTube, whatever. Um, Twitter, at Pop Culture Psychic. Call me for your own personal readings at 818-985-2010. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, Yvonne. How are you? Have we spoken before? Oh, okay. Update me. Tell me, tell me a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you so much. But let me tell you, the only reason, I, and I want to be fair, because you know I like to be fair. The only reason why it does come out accurate is because I am a psychic, but I did ask God, you know, if I did this, if I wait proclaim him as the resource, would he help me, like, be the best that I can be? So I call on God. I call on Jesus. They're in my room with me every day. Half the time I don't remember anything. It's not even me talking. And that's why it comes up so accurate, because my resource is the man. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.